You're listening to The Real Well Show with Kathy Fetke, the real estate investor's resource. How do you build a real estate portfolio when you're already so busy with work, with family, and with life in general? I'm Kathy Fetke, and welcome to The Real Well Show. Our guest today is a busy computer software engineer, married with two children, and he's figured out how to also build up a retirement through rental properties. And he's had plenty of lessons along the way. Ron Quito started buying rental property in 2001, but says he didn't really know what he was doing until 2010 after the crash. So he calls himself a born-again investor because he was able to bring his investments back to life after 2008. He's invested in Illinois, Alabama, Maryland, and Texas, and he's invested in mobile home park and apartment syndications. He's now realizing he really just prefers good old single family investments. Ron, welcome to The Real Well Show. It's so good to see you again. I'm happy to see you as well. It was so fun. I know you've been a Real Wealth member for a while, but you signed up for our Mastermind weekend where we, um, I think it was the new year planning, and we had about 12 people for at our house for the weekend to really work on your life plan, or at least your plan for 2023, and we really got to know you from that. So it's just really a pleasure to have you here to share your story. Yeah, it was exciting for me to for the opportunity that you guys even chose me. I knew it was an intimate group. And I was like, oh, should I check this out? And my wife's like, well, just sign up first to see if you get chosen. So I'm like, oh, it's not my choice, right? So I was very flattered that you guys picked me to come out there. It was a great group. Um, and I was really adamant about trying to get in there. I was hoping that, please let me get in there because January, it's perfect timing for planning, right? So I figured if I get in there, I can have a good start for the year. Yeah. And, you know, as you know, my husband wrote a book called The Wise Investor. It's about an engineer who just is having trouble living life the way he wants to. He's got a boss who overworks him and, you know, a wife that he just, he wants to spend more time with and his children. And throughout the book, he, he finds ways to do it. And, and when you showed up at our mastermind, you kind of looked at Rich and said, I I think you wrote that book about me. (laughs) That exactly. And I was like, you know, I will plug that book all the time because, uh, like I said, I don't really sit down and read books. And you, he only had it in Kindle version at the time. But uh, I started taking a quick look at it and I just burned my whole weekend reading it because I just got so pulled in. And I think just a lot of people will relate to it. Whether, you know, if you're not in the tech industry, but you're in the W2 job, it's, it's a great story because it reminds you of, you know, how we're all trying to get out of this rat race. And for me, I was in this place where I was kind of stuck thinking like, I need, to, I need to do my next deal. I need to learn how to do the next thing. Right. But then in reality, I need to pull myself back. And this book reminded me that I need to remind myself why I'm doing it. That's my family, my kids, and you know, it's just the balance in life. And I think that's why I really appreciate the book. And it was a reawakening for me because I had to pull back a little bit and just find my balance again. And, and that was kind of what you came to the mastermind with too, right? It's- yes. A little bit more focus on what matters most. Right. Everything seemed to fall into place because I just heard you guys speak so many times and I had read the book and then that invitation came out. I said, at their house, if I can get chosen, I'll I'll be glad to be out there. So it was perfect. Oh, it was, it was really wonderful, wonderful group. And we're going to have a zoom meeting tomorrow where everybody just checks in on how we're all doing on the goals that we set. Right. And, and the accountability is a big thing. Right. And I, 
I need that. If you, you know, they say, know thyself, I know myself, I need accountability because if I don't, I'm not going to do it. So it's, it's great to have yeah. that follow-up. Oh, wonderful. Okay. So let's talk about your situation. When did you start buying real estate and why? Well, I, I as mentioned to you, I consider myself a born again investor, right? Cause I was investing uh, quote unquote in 2001, which was e- equivalent to just buying stuff. Right. And I didn't know what I was doing. We just bought and we thought that everything would just turn to gold. Um, 2008 came around and we realized, you know what, maybe we're not doing things right. So um, uh, we were actually owning a couple properties in California and we were lucky to make it out of there unscathed. Um, didn't make any huge profits or anything, but the, we were able to, to survive that. And that's when I really started looking into figuring out what investors are doing. Because I knew in the back of my mind that investors are, you know, there's people out there making money. People are doing the right things. I started going to investor groups and reading. And that's when I realized, wow, everybody knew this was going to happen, right? If you were in the know at that time. And that's when I realized, I wish I was paying attention to this back then. So to anybody out there, make sure, you know, talk to people that are doing it. You'll, you'll save yourself so much, so much, so much pain from the experience. So that is so true. Trying to do this on your own is hard, especially when you're working full time, like you are, and you have a family and a life and, you know, how do you stay on top of it all? I, I can't, I could not agree more that there are real estate groups. Be careful about people at those real estate groups that are really aggressively trying to sell you something and just go to, to learn and listen to what experienced investors are doing because they probably have been through a cycle. They probably have lost some money in a past cycle and, and are a little more aware of what to look for. Like, I think we're going to have a whole new um, group of experienced investors who thought they were experienced until this moment, uh, because they've only had an up market for the last 12 years, you know, right, right. So they're, they're about to become very highly experienced investors. And with some of the same thoughts that you're, that you had in 2008, it's like, why didn't I see this coming? And you know, why wasn't I in the right circles? Yeah. I always say I paid, I paid 15,000 for a, a property management course, which was not really a course it was experience because someone damaged our house and you're going to pay for it one way or the other. Right. So if you can get educated on it ahead of time, then you'll save yourself so much a headache. <laughs> I love that. That's a really wise way to look at it. Like you're going to probably spend it anyway. So why not spend it on education? I'm not saying every guru package is the right one, but yeah. uh, it, you know, there are mentors out there. There are masterminds, there's people, there's, just real estate investor groups, just if it's free, you just have to be aware that probably there's something they're selling on the side. Um, you know, just not get sucked into that. Right. Uh, but your then there's cards at home. I always say, so <laughs> what was that? Keep your credit cards at home. Yes. Oh my gosh. We used to always say that about our events. Like, please don't bring any money. We're not selling you anything. We just want to learn together. Uh, Which is interesting, right. interesting that you say that. Cause when I first met your group, I said, Wait, what's the catch here? What's the catch, right? And I just kept going along and um, you guys guided me through purchasing properties. And I was like, wow, this is too good to be true. And it's uh, it's been great so far. 
Well, and you know, full transparency, of course, we are a business and we are a brokerage and right. we assist people um, in, in acquiring properties nationwide through our broker to broker relationships. We, Rich is a real estate broker and we have relationships with brokers nationwide who have the property management connections or they are property managers and they have the renovation team so they can just kind of do it for you. Right. I think just recently you went on a tour in Dallas. How was that? You know, to be honest, that was the first time I've ever went out to see any of my properties. I've always, wow. like you said, you know, I'm working, right? So I said, I should go out there and check out this property before I buy it. And I never have. And I said, I should check out the property a few months after, and I never do. So um, this was the first time I went out there. And I thought it's uh, I highly recommend it for anyone that's going to buy or is buying. Or even if you've bought, you should go see, see your market because it was a different experience. Because I realized looking at a, a pro forma is one thing because you could look at the numbers if they make sense. But when you look at a performer and you can visualize yourself there and you know the area, you instantly jump into that location and you kind of imagine what, what's going on there. And, and it's it's just better to really understand what's going on in that market. Um, one of the things that I realized was being out there, I could actually, I found I had a preference of location before I was like, I don't really care where it is because I just have the performer. They look about the same, right? But I realized, hey, going to the two locations, I kind of like, you know, Greenville or I like uh, Denison better, right? So it's interesting how that, that works. That is such a good point. And that, you know, if I were to hypothesize about what happened with Zillow's program, um, you know, they really were too dependent, in my opinion. Again, I don't know what really happened, but um, just too dependent on the numbers. But real estate does, there is an element of gut you know, in it. And, and I, I have had people send me numbers where it's like, oh, this looks good. But then I would go like you on the tour and be like, oh, this is a horrible layout. Like this is, this house doesn't feel good. No one's going to want to live here. Right. It's it's something you can't really know till you're there. And, I, and I'm not saying that everybody has to go see every property they, they buy. I've, I have not visited most of our properties, uh, but I'd le at least like to be able to see the floor plan and, and just get an idea of the neighborhood and in all the areas I had at least been to the area, maybe didn't see the specific house, but I had, I knew the neighborhoods. It does. It makes a huge difference. I think it's really important because again, some, a family's going to live there. They're going to feel it. People know when they walk into a space, if it feels good or not. Right. I mean, we were able to see from samples of just foundation, nothing but dirt. Right. And then we were able to see the sticks and everything up and that frame is up. So you could see how the construction's going and then you get to see the final product as well. So we jumped to a couple of locations. It's kind of interesting how they, yeah, they, you get to see how it's all dissected and you can kind of see what's going into the construction. So you know what you're buying and the final product is like, you know, it's amazing when you, when you go there and look at it. Yeah. Oh, wonderful. And so did you end up buying something in Dallas? I did. I bought uh, two properties. Um, uh, like they say, you know, just do what the smart people are doing. So I heard uh, someone very smart is investing in Texas and has a fund out there in uh, North <laughs> Texas. So I'm just emulating what you guys are doing. So, <laughs> Oh, I love that. Yeah, it it is mind blowing. It, even for me, like I've been to Dallas for 20 years now, we started investing in Dallas. So I know the area pretty well, but on the last tour I went on, I was really blown away because our partner over there would say, you know, the, the growth is happening in this area. And it looked so far away from Dallas, like, wow, that's in the boonies. That's how it's always felt for me. Every 
time I would buy somewhere in the Dallas area, it felt like it was in the boonies, but the boonies suddenly became a, a city. Right. And that's what seems to be happening. I, I was blown away by the freeway expansions and all the cranes and all the businesses being built and headquarters being built. It's, it's still going strong. Right. And we get to see that, you know, when you're driving down the bus and you could see the construction that's going on. And I was just amazed, you know, I, I had the same thought. I'm like, well, this is kind of out here, right in the middle of nowhere. And then I realized <laughs> we got on the bus and we're in the next city already. I'm like, oh, well, this is really close to where people are going to need to work. So if you have the foresight to be able to kind of see that coming, then it's it's a good place to be. If you can get there before the action starts and uh, you know, you'll do well as an investor. And it does take some trust because when we, when Rich and I went in 2004, uh, you know, we were being told this, the growth is heading in, you know, kind of North what's well, heading all around Dallas, but in specifically Plano, Texas area. Right. And it was getting too expensive in Plano. So we were going out to places like Wiley and it was just fields. We would drive for hours, not hours, for miles through what you might expect if you're from California thinking about Texas. It was just fields. And now when I go back, it's roads and buildings and restaurants. <laughs> like, wait, are these the fields I drove through? It just is transforming so quickly. Yes. So, but you know, I've been in, I've, I've invested in areas where they said growth was coming and then it didn't. So you, you, it's really important that, that you don't get there too early in case that expansion doesn't right. happen or that freeway doesn't get built or the funding doesn't come in or whatever. Um, you know, we were, we definitely saw that in a little area outside of Indiana where there was talk of all these things happening. Uh, they were going to put a lake in there. I mean, there were all of these really cool things that were going to happen to this town outside of Indianapolis and then it never happened. And we bought property there and, you know, same with um, North Dakota. There was a lot that was going to, a lot of expansion was going to happen and then it didn't happen when uh, oil prices tanked. So if it's already underway, that's a really good sign. Right. And I mean, it, what gives you some, uh, you know, assurances when you go there, look at a property and you see a house that's already done and you see there is a renter there already and they're hanging out in their porch and you say, okay, people are renting here and uh, it's, it's going to, it's going to happen. And the houses are pretty full. So it's a, it's, it kind of gives you some, another benefit of being out there on the trip is seeing it happen. Yeah. Seeing that communities are forming right, and families exactly. are making it their home. Yes. Uh, all right. So what is your why? You know, why do you want to have more real estate? I mean, nobody just wants to have more real estate. What, yeah, what do you want I, from it? You know, like if I go back to 2001, it probably was just, just to have stuff. And that's really not a good measure, right? Because I thought that would kind of tell you like, well, if, if I invest, you know, then that would say that I'm doing well and I could take care of myself and my family. But then the biggest thing was the family, right? Uh, and that's that's my why. Is I, that's my complete motivation is is my family because without my family, without my health, I, I can't really do anything, right? So I'm trying to give my children the opportunities that I didn't have, um, and I want to be able to enjoy it with my wife along the way as well, too. So um, with none of that, I consider that my foundation. You know, if you try to build something on a weak foundation, it's going to fall apart. Yeah. What are some of the lessons you learned? You already said some uh, in the early days, kind of just buying stuff, not really having a clear plan, not not maybe educating yourself enough. But what else? What else have you learned over the years that works better than than other strategies? Um, I think I've, I've still, even though 
single family residence were what, what hurt me in 2001. I still kind of have a passion for it just because I, I guess I understand them so well. And I just know people are going to need a home and being in your own home is something that people are always looking for, you know, compared to, you know, apartments. That's, you know, great, great investment too, but a house is, is always different, right? So I learned that I love that product. Um, I'm looking to dovetail into other things, but uh, I still love single family residence. And I realize that when you're going to do something, you don't need to know everything to get started. If anyone's getting started now, I would say just, you kind of just have to jump in, right? You need to, you can get stuck in analysis paralysis all day. And I, I did that for a year before I bought my first property, right? And I kind of use that as an excuse and say like, well, the property's not available anymore, right? No, let me look at another one. Oh, wow, that one's not available now because I researched it for a whole month, right? But <laughs> now it's, if you can get past that and just take the first step, you'll realize the benefits of, of real estate. And that's the piece I learned, I think, with a big, big part of the picture was if you just really just buy real estate and wait, it'll take care of you because that happened to us by chance because I bought properties in 2010. Um, we had kids, got busy, forgot about the properties completely. Um, they were still being rented out. And, you know, once things settled down, they said, we should probably look into our investments again. I realized, wow, we have equity. And then we were able to turn those into other properties, like additional properties from one into two. I did a 1031 for one into three properties. Um, but most recently, the Texas ones were, it was a, a single property that I turned into two properties in Texas. So that was pretty exciting. Yeah. Sometimes people forget that time does pass and it passes it quickly. <laughs> the older you get, the faster it seems to pass. Uh, but you know, if you're 30 and you want to retire by 35, that's one thing. If you're, if you're 30 and you have a job that you've trained for and you like, um, and you, and you're just wanting to create a backup plan, then the, the long-term approach makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Um, I, I know for you that you do want to free up your time. So what did you learn at the mastermind or what, what were some awarenesses of like, on the one hand, you are building a portfolio the, for the future, but what about the now? Um, I mean, the mastermind really um, taught me to be grateful for the situation. Cause I walked in here thinking, you know, I need to get out of the rat race, but then I was able to embrace it and say, you know what? I'm very blessed at this moment because I do have a job that's allowing me to invest. So I learned to embrace that. Um, and use that as, as, a, as a method to get more investments and kind of, I realize that success is really a state of mind, right? So if I have the things I have now are enough for me, I might, that's happiness for me, right? And I am actually happy with what I have. Most importantly, my family, my, my kids. But the, the thing is I strive for more because I strive for more because I want to give more for my, my children in the future. So it's, uh, it's just interesting how you, you don't realize this until you ask yourself some hard questions and sometimes they're not hard questions. Like in the mastermind, it was a great opportunity because others were asking you questions that, you know, you sometimes you can't answer right away and you don't know right away. And you start realizing I never really thought about it that way. So anyone that, you know, would like to try to make it out to the mastermind, I highly recommend it because it's really a look in the mirror that we don't often do. Right. I mean, you could do an interview and talk to someone for a whole hour and realize, well, I had, I had salad dressing on my face the whole time and nobody told me, right? So <laughs> it's that opportunity to just look in the mirror and realize, hey, I might not be doing things right, or I could probably adjust a few things and I'll do, be doing a lot better. Mm, yeah, what a great point. What 
are you noticing? So it sounds like gratitude is one and I, I get it. Like you can, you really do have the ability to slow time down sometimes just by breathing and being present. It just slows things down even when you're in the midst of a lot going on. Um, but you know, what about, I, I know you've said things about maybe carving out time, more special time together with your wife or your right. children. What, what are you doing that's different? Oh, wow. So, I mean, it's interesting because at the mastermind, you would have thought like, it's all going to be business, right? But myself and much of the folks we're talking about our health and our family, right? For me, I want to carve out time for my, my wife, you know, because we get so busy with the, busy with the children. I want to make sure that our marriage is strong because that's the foundation for everything. She's my partner. My, we make decisions together. You know, when I came back from the mastermind, she, I walked her through everything and she, we laid out a plan again. So we said, Hey, this is a plan for this year. And we make sure we align on it. And she helps me tune, tune that plan. So it's all about that. And I've been, one of the things I came out with from that uh, mastermind was um, having marriage moments. What I call on my, I use a done app. And I'll make sure every week I have a reminder that says to me, hey, it's Sunday. Did you have time with your wife, right? So, because uh, we forget sometimes. We're like passing ships with uh, the kid's schedule. But we've been doing those. Even if, even if the moment is small, it's, I think it's the most important thing. Um, and going out, you know, go out and have a nice dinner. If people say like, well, you know, that could be expensive. But I say, hey, again, do you want to pay for therapy or do you want to pay for a nice dinner? I'd rather pay for the, the nice dinner, right? So. <laughs> Therapy's good too. You know, therapy's good too. Rich and I do our couples counseling because there's always more to learn, more sophisticated communication skills that can be taught. Sometimes you just need that third party to help ask the same thing, ask questions that you might not have thought about. So I'm I'm a big fan of counseling and and marriage. Me too. I just say, I think it's a a supplement and like a proactive action you can do. It's like, Hey, take care of yourselves as, as a couple, right? That's, you need that. Absolutely. And it can be, if it's a money thing, go for a walk, you know, just like go to the beach. I don't know, go do something together that doesn't cost money. Have a picnic. We have neighbors that, that just do like little picnics. They just go put, put their mattress in their car and they'll just go drive somewhere and, and camp for the, for the night just to kind of shake things up. Right. I mean, the thing so we do, we just, maybe we would just drink some wine, have some cheese at night when the kids go down and get a chance to catch up sometimes because we don't know what's going on with each other during the week. Right. So. Yeah. Oh, that's wonderful. Well, thank you so much for sharing your wisdom here on the real well show. If anybody's interested in our upcoming masterminds, we do have a couple's retreat coming up. That'll be in Malibu. I think that'll be really special time to deepen the relationship, but, you know, talk about investments together as well, do some planning, but more importantly, just take that time to be together and, and deepen the relationship with other really cool couples. Uh, You can find out about that at realwealthshow.com. Just click on the events tab. And, uh, and then I'm also going to be doing another mastermind with a first syndicators because I think syndicators are under a lot of pressure right now and having a network, having support is going to be really important. So again, you can find those details at realwealthshow.com under events. And I think it's the connect tab. All right. Well, Ron, any last thoughts for our listeners, maybe someone who is, busy, not sure how to get started, um, not sure how to get in alignment with the spouse on, on investment decisions. I mean, what wise words do you, do you want to share? You know, I, I would say the big one is that I hear from everybody is that analysis paralysis, right? I say, 
I say, go ahead and educate yourself, gain the knowledge, but um, um, you don't really gain the wisdom until you have that knowledge combined with experience, right? And that's what you need. And sometimes you could take that wisdom from someone else. And uh, I, I think that's what I get from, from Real Wealth is you guys have one layer. Everything's been vetted. I just put my due diligence on top of that, right? But I would say take the first action, analyze, but uh, just take the first step and you'll, you won't regret it. Yeah, that first step might be just talking to a lender to see how much you can qualify for. Uh, it might be just looking at a few properties. It doesn't have to be a big deal. It could be going on one of our upcoming tours just to see the area with no intention to buy, but just to learn. Yes, um, highly recommend it. Taking those steps. And and if your spouse is not on board, have them come with you. Right. We've seen that a lot too, because anyone who's not interested just simply means that they don't know enough yet. They haven't right. learned enough. There's and the thing with, on the spouse point is the way I do it is I... I share what I learned because once you know it and once you can teach it, you know it. Right. And sometimes we realize, wow, I really don't understand it that much. So uh, we talk about it together and we make sure we both understand it. And that's how you kind of bring, make sure your spouse is involved with you. So it's a decision you make together and not just alone. Yeah. If they have a answer, ask a question, you can't answer it. That's a great time to say, let me look into that. We'll talk about it next week at our next financial meeting. I love that. Oh, okay, Ron. Well, it's so good to see you, like I said. And thank you for sharing your wisdom here on The Real Wealth Show. Thanks so much. And I'll see you later. And thank you for joining me here on The Real Wealth Show. If you want to find out more about our upcoming tours, you can go to realwealth.com and just click on the Connect tab. You'll find our live events there. And if you'd like to find out more about our masterminds, you can also go to realwealth.com and click on Connect or to my personal website, kathyfedke.com, where you'll find information on our upcoming masterminds. Have a wonderful day. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Views and opinions expressed in this podcast are provided for informational purposes only and should not be construed as an offer to buy or sell any securities or to make or consider any investment or course of action. For more information, go to realwealthshow.com.